You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to a brand new draft episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Heller. Uh, As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ty Daubert. Ty, what's going on? Looking forward to talking about the draft with you. Yeah, so uh, not much going on here. Like you said, we'll be talking about the MLB draft. It's coming up uh, this week, starting on Wednesday, I believe, is the first round. And Phillies um, have the 15th pick in the draft, so that'll be fun to talk about. We we can talk about, um, you know, some of the players that they might pick. Before we get into that, I just want to go over all the picks the Phillies have. So, like I said, 15th overall in the first round. They do not have a second rounder. And uh, so their next pick is in the third round, pick 15. Fourth round, pick 15. And fifth round, pick 15. Uh, you may have noticed that that was only five rounds, as you probably heard the the draft this year because of no season and no, not as much revenue coming in. They lowered the draft to only five rounds instead of the usual 40-ish rounds, uh, depending on how you view the competitive balance round, uh, the sandwich picks. But um, so, yeah, the only five rounds. They, and and there's, um, there's kind of a max on how much you can sign uh, uh, an undrafted free agent for this year and and I think that's pretty low it's only like twenty thousand dollars or something um so a lot fewer players coming in to systems this year so uh kind of unfortunate to see not as many players are going to be making pro ball this uh this season but still uh we have the draft to talk about and we could talk about some of the players that will end up being drafted. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, it, it is kind of uh, sad to see that we won't get the usual 40 or so rounds and, you know, players that, you know, we've seen so many good major leaguers come from the sixth round all the way to the, you know, guys from the 30th round. Um, so, you know, I think before we get into um, some of the guys this year that, that the Phillies might be looking at, um, I think we should just touch a little bit on, um, how the Phillies have done the past few years. I think people, um, some of the people like to talk about is the Phillies' failures to draft and develop players over the last like 15 years since 04 ish, like around then, um, which that's really a big reason why they um, faded so quickly after 2011 because they, they didn't have any young, cheap talent coming up. But I think they've done, um, you know, in the last few years, they've done a decent job at getting some some good players and developing some good players with their first and second roundish picks you look at Aaron Nola in 2014 um, you look at Spencer Howard in 2017 you look at Alec Bohm in, in 2018 um, so what, what are your thoughts on how the Phillies have done uh, recently with their with their drafting yeah they're getting better um, obviously like you said um other other than some some big hits like in, in guys like um, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, uh, Jimmy Rollins, Cole Hamels, 
there there have been a ton of misses in the draft for the Phillies, um, you know, kind of in our lifetime. Uh, so I, I do think that they're kind of getting better. They, they've made some picks recently uh, that I, I thought were pretty good, um, like you just mentioned. And I think that I think that the new front office, uh, not really that new anymore, but uh, Clintac McPhail, I think that they they get some criticism for the Moniac pick, uh, which is fair, but that was a a pretty weak draft, a pretty weak first round. Um, so kind of kind of tough to to talk about about that one because there is no like clear number one overall pick that they missed on or or anything like that. But I, I think they're getting better um, with how they draft it. It looks like their last three first round picks. Um, you know, Hazley in 2017, he already made the majors. Um, we we personally have questions of, you know, how much he can contribute, but at the very least he looks like an actual major leaguer and uh, he, he came up relatively quickly. Alec Bohm looks like he's going to be a stud, uh, at least at the plate. And, and then um, they got Bryson Stott last year, who, um, you know, he was only drafted last season. We'll – We'll have to see how he pans out, but he seems to be a pretty um, re- relatively promising prospect. So, um, and like you said, they got guys like Spencer Howard and some others that look to be pretty good picks. So, not perfect or anything. Um, still, still, uh, it looks like they'll try to improve going forward. But I, I think they're doing a better job in recent years. Yeah, so uh, you know, like the the guys who they've they've drafted and have um, been able to come up and, and contribute. It looks like it's mostly been um, dra- guys drafted out of college. You know, Nola was in twenty fourteen out of LSU. He came up the next season. I think Reese Hoskins was also twenty fourteen um, later round, but he was out of Sacramento State. Uh, Adam Hazley from Virginia. Um, Scott Kingery. Yeah, Kingery from Arizona. I forget where Boehm went to college. Uh, was he from Wichita State? Yes, yeah. Alec Boehm, Wichita State. Um, and even last year, but they drafted Bryson Stott out of college. So uh, what is your take on – do you think they, they've been doing this on purpose, trying to draft more college guys? Um, and kind of – because it, it's a trade-off of high school guys. You don't they might, – those guys might have a higher ceiling, uh, more untapped. Uh, the college guy, like – you, you know more what you're getting usually, even if the, the ceiling doesn't look as high. So do you think that's been a, a, like something they've been trying to do is draft more of those college guys? Um, or do you think it's just kind of how it's gone? I think um, it seems like they're avoiding high school arms, high school pitchers. Uh, for the most part, they haven't taken one in the first round since, uh, since Matt Klintak, you know, kind of, took over the Phillies front office. Um, but they did take, they took high school outfielder Mickey Moniak first overall, just in 2016. So and Cornelius Randolph was Cornelius Randolph was the year before he was 15, a high school. Yeah. Sh- he was a high school shortstop. Uh, but that was, that was a different front office as well. Um, so I, I just think, I think they are kind of going with 
some safer picks. Uh, like I think Hazley was a pick where they knew that he had um, a pretty high, pretty high floor um, and maybe not the highest ceiling. But I think for the most part, they're just kind of taking BPA, best player available, because Bryson Stott kind of fell to them last season. Um, I think some people thought he might go a little bit higher, and, and he, like I said, he, he was there, so they took him. And, and Alec Bohm, I think, was the third overall pick, and he was, I, I think, pretty clearly like the, the best player that they could have taken there. So I, I don't think they have um, – an aversion to like high high school bats uh, because like I said, just a couple, a, a few years ago, they took one with the first overall pick. Um, but they, it, it looks like they're, they don't, they don't seem like they're super high on high school pitchers. And I think that's kind of a trend uh, going all throughout major league baseball because they are, they are very risky and uh so unless it's somebody whose talent you just think you can't miss on, if you have two people, uh, I think Keith Law kind of has explained this this way. Um, uh, if you have two players that you rank similarly and one is maybe a, a college player or a, a high school bat and one is a high school arm and you have them both uh, evaluated at similar levels, you should probably go with the college player or, high school bat over the high school arm just because of the risk associated with those high school pitchers. Sure. And, and um, it definitely makes sense. And while on the subject of high school pitchers, I think we can uh, dive into some of the, the guys who have been linked to the Phillies uh, might be available for the Phillies. Um, and we'll start with um, a local college or local high school pitcher, uh, Nick Bitsko. He's a right-handed pitcher from, CB East, uh, he's been the link. So he's he was supposed to set to graduate, I think, in um, 2021. Yeah, next year. And and uh, he was able, I guess, to – He reclassified. Yeah, he reclassified and uh, graduated this year. And now he's looking like a, a first-round draft pick. Um, and there's not a lot of – like, I don't think teams really got a lot, like, of scouting in on him because – didn't even know he was going to graduate this year until somewhat recently. And then obviously there wasn't much of a season this year. Um, so I know the Phillies have been linked. Some people have linked uh, him to the Phillies. I know Keith Law said specifically that the Phillies will not draft a, a high school pitcher. Um, what do you think? Do you think the Phillies are in on Bitsko? Um, do you think maybe they've been able to see him a little more because he's local? Um, like what's your, what's your take on, on him? Yeah. If anyone has, had like you said it because of him reclassifying i think it was like just near the end of 2019 like i think it was probably just before school started that he did that um so like you said not a lot of teams probably got the best looks at him uh because of because of him reclassifying and also being a cold weather pitcher uh, being from Pennsylvania, and then this season got shut down. So, but if any team has gotten a good look, it's probably the local team, the Phillies. Uh, so I think there might be an advantage there. He's been posting some things on Twitter and Instagram uh, of him throwing on the Rat Soto machine. He, he's up to like ninety-eight, almost ninety-nine miles an hour. Um, 
And I think some of the connections make sense because, uh, you know, if the Phillies, the Phillies have gotten the best look at him and they feel like um, the risk of him being a high school pitcher has made him fall, but they, they think he has that type of, uh, you know, more close to the top of the draft talent. I I think they could take a chance on him. Um, But at the same time, he is only 17 years old. Uh, They haven't seen, nobody's seen him pitch that, that much, you know, he has good stuff, but it's a very risky pit pick. And it does seem like the Phillies have in recent years with first rounders avoided super risky picks seems like they're trying to play things a bit safer. So I wouldn't be shocked if they took him, but I don't think they will. That's just kind of my opinion on, on that. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think another thing too is, um, I'm not sure what your take is on this, but uh, you know, a high school arm, yeah, even a high school bat, those are going to take, you know, four or five years to reach the majors and, and, a team like the Phillies who are kind of entering their, their playoff uh, run, do you think they, they draft a little differently, draft guys who they hope can make an impact in maybe one or two years versus um, a long-term investment? Um, I think maybe you consider that, but that's kind of uh, – that's not near the top of your priorities just because you, you want to take the best player that's there most of most of the time. And – but but like you said, you know, taking a 17-year-old pitcher when it looks like you're ready to win right now and, and some of your star players are, you know, 27, 28, 29, 30. Uh, I don't know if drafting a 17-year-old high school pitcher uh, and then, you know, maybe it takes him five years to even debut depending how he progresses. Uh, maybe that's not the best pick and – so, so while, you know, that can't be the first thing you consider or anything, I, I do think that uh, it probably plays into it a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so moving on, uh, another guy who's been linked to the Phillies a good amount, um, Garrett Crochet, a left-handed pitcher from Tennessee, um, has pretty good stuff, but um, I, don't, I don't think his numbers have been elite. Uh, what's your take on crochet and do you, do you see the Phillies taking him? Um, so you said he has pretty good stuff. Like he is really, really good stuff. His fastball, uh, I think it could touch like 98 from the left side. Uh, and his slider is like, it's, it's filthy. He, those two pitches are extremely nasty for him. Uh, and he throws a change up too which um, it doesn't seem like that's as good as the first two pitches, but uh, that's something he could, he could work on. But I think, so like you said, he has not had a ton of college success in his uh, freshman season at Tennessee. He had six starts, 17 games and had an ERA of 5.51 last year at Tennessee, 18 games, six starts, ERA of 4.02 and then he got hurt before this season and I don't think they exactly said what it was um colleges can be like that with 
certain injuries. Um, but he did make one th- one appearance, three and a third, uh, scoreless. But then season got shut down. So he's another one where it seems like uh, some of the most important innings and appearances that scouts would want to see from from him they weren't able to just like with with Nick Bitsko so um who it's tough with this draft because like who exactly knows anything because uh like right before the draft there's usually teams that are you know they really go out and, and try to see these guys at the end of their seasons but uh there is no there's no season to look at right now so um I think Crochet has the stuff to be a really, really, really good pitcher if he can stay healthy. Um, at, but like I said, he has not – he's only had, what what did I say, 12 college starts um, and not a ton of success. If he can be a starter, I think um, I think that would be a win for the team. And I th- like if he has the ability to stay there, I think he could be really good at it. Um, especially if he can get a third pitch. But I think at worst, when healthy, he'd be a really good reliever with a, a fast, like an above average fastball and slider combination. Uh, I think the Phillies could take him. I could see the Phillies taking him. Um, he like He is a little risky, but at the same time, uh, he's – probably not as risky as bits go uh, assuming that they have a good feel for how um, the injury is. If that makes sense. If they, uh, if they think the injury is fine, then I don't think it's um, that, that risky because I, I think at worst he could be a pretty good reliever. Yeah. So beyond those two guys, I mean, um, I think they've been like, and drafts to and like mock draft, like you said, we don't really know because usually we can see who teams are scouting. Um, at this point, we can kind of see who, who teams have have zeroed in on. But um, in these circumstances, it's tough. All we all we really have is is these mock drafts um, to look at and stuff. I think they've been linked to um, a little bit to maybe to Kate Cavalli from Oklahoma um, and some mocks, another pitcher. Uh, right-handed pitcher, and uh, you've mentioned to me Garrett Mitchell, an outfielder from UCLA. Um, do you see either of these guys um, fitting? And and I know Keith Law. I'm looking at uh, Keith Law's rankings. He has them 12 and 13. So maybe neither of them even fall to the Phillies. But but what do you think about those guys and how they might fit at 15? Yeah. So um, Mitchell Mitchell's good. Uh, really really fast. Like uh, some of the best speed in this draft. Um, But, and he's also a left-handed hitter, pretty decent hitter. Um, But teams seem to be worried because he has type one diabetes. I don't know if, if he has it like under control, I don't know why that would be some kind of huge issue, but it seems like it might be scaring some teams away. I don't think he makes it to, to 15 because like you said I think he's just a little bit better than that but I think uh if he fell I wouldn't be shocked by the Phillies taking him I just don't think he falls um 
I could see Cavalli falling past there, but um, he um, he throws pretty hard too. But he's a he's a righty, and um, good. Uh, I think he I think he throws a curve and a slider that are both pretty solid. Um, so I could I could see him maybe going to the Phillies depending on who's there, who else is there at fifteen. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he uh, if he made it past there and went you know closer to around twenty or so. Yeah, that makes sense um, on both those two guys. Um, so who, who are some other guys that you think might fit at 15? And who do you think is going to be the guy? You know, the draft is only in a few days. Who do you think will be there? Who do you think they, they end up taking? Um, I think Ed Howard is somebody that people have talked about a little bit. I think just because he's another high school guy that I think teams might have wanted to see a little bit more of and see how he uh, – progressed he could drop past um 15 and maybe go closer to the end of the first round but he he's probably like the best high school infielder in the draft and it looks like he should be able to stick at shortstop and he's a a pretty solid like all-around type of hitter um maybe if the Phillies really like him they take him if if some of the other guys that they're interested in uh are off the board other than that, um, I'm trying to think, just because th- this draft, like you said, it, it's tough, tough to tell. Um, the latest mock from um, from Jonathan Mayo, MLB.com, has the Phillies taking Tyler Soderstrom. Uh, he's a high school catcher from California, and from what I've seen from him, it looks like the bat is there. Um, I'm not sure if he sticks at catcher. Maybe they take him. Um, and, you know, if Real Mito leaves, you get somebody to fill in for a couple years, and then you hope he can come up uh, sometime after that. Or even if you re-sign Real Muto, you, uh, you hope he's the kind of uh, heir to that throne of the catcher position for the Phillies. So I guess he's a possibility – Another PA guy, Austin Hendrick, high school player from West Allegheny High School. Uh, left-handed bat, out um, outfielder, like I think I said. Um, he's another guy I could see them taking. But it's just like, it's tough to tell with this draft. It really is. Um, especially because they're kind of right right in the middle of the first round. Um, it seems It seems like the first three picks of the draft are kind of set in stone with Torkelson. He'll probably go number one, Austin Martin from Vanderbilt will go number two. And then Asa Lacey from Texas A&M, he'll go three. Uh, but after that, there's a lot of, a lot of questions still. And uh, so who really knows who falls, who knows who the Phillies really like. Um, but yeah, those are just um, some of the names that I think, the Phillies might take and some of the ones I like. Is there anybody that uh, sticks out to you in the research that you've done? Um, I like Mitchell. Uh, like you said, he might not even fall to them. Uh, like you said, he's, he's quick. He's really good just from what I've seen. Um, really good in center field. Um, looks like he has a, a, a good bat too. So, 
you know, I think if he falls, that that would be a really good pick. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's just we really have no idea who what direction they're going at all. It, it could be really anybody, even even Bitsko. Like we don't know. They they haven't taken a high school pitcher in in a while, but they might even go that route. So um, it'll definitely but, uh, be interesting to see. But yeah, I think the guy I think that they take, uh, the guy I would probably take. Um, is Crochet? I think I think he's going to be the pick uh, if if he's there. Um, and I'd probably take him because I think I would bank on I think I'd bank on the stuff that he has. Because um, yeah, I, I just th- I think he could I think he could be a really solid left-handed pitcher for them. Uh, and I think I think they're probably I think they're probably looking at a lot of college arms. Um, and he could be the guy that they take. Cool. Yeah. Well, like you said, draft starts Wednesday, so it will be um, definitely interesting to watch. Um, before we wrap things up, any thoughts on baseball? Will there be baseball? The you know back and forth between the players' association and the owners. What's, what's your take? Do you think they figure it out or? Um. Who knows, man? I. Yeah. That it doesn't look like they're ready to get anything done, but it also seems like Major League Baseball thinks they can just say, "All right, we're playing a fifty-game season." Who knows if the players would even show up for that? Maybe they right. take a, take a stand and go on a strike or something like that. But uh, I don't know. It does not look good. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think I think they could very well figure it out, but. Um it's definitely looking looking worse each day. So, you know, obviously we hope there's baseball, but, you know, while you know, NBA is coming back in about a month and a half, and um, I think the NHL, I don't know if they have a date, but they're set to return too. So hopefully Major League Baseball can figure something out. Um, yeah, so any final thoughts? I'm excited to talk on Wednesday or Thursday and we can go over some of the picks, see yeah. if we were wrong or right. Yeah. And, uh, and break down some of the, some of the choices that the Phillies made. It should be fun. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Like I said, we'll, we'll have another episode for you on Wednesday or Thursday after the Phillies make uh, some picks. Uh, thanks for listening. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.